Hi, I'm Claire. And I'm Tess. And we're the hosts of the podcast, Right Answers Mostly. We're pretty much like Wikipedia's twin sister, but if she had a little more fun, threw a bit more shade, and enjoyed a glass of wine or two. Join us every Monday as we dive into the juiciest stories, icons, and controversies of history and pop culture. We promise to be the most informative hour of your day as we gossip about everything you wish you learned in history class. Give us a listen and a follow at at Right Answers Mostly on all social channels today. Goodbye. It's unstable topic with Sarah and Maggie. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie. And we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious or just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. Please hold for an important message. Hey, you freak Sarah Adams. I can't get to my phone right now, so just leave me a quick message and I'll give you a call back as soon as I can. Thanks. Hey, Sarah, it's Maggie. I just want to call because we got the email. We are officially set to perform at the Chords Grind show for Ray Maddox's birthday on May 26th. Uh, the show's at 8, but the doors open at 7.30, and I use the term doors literally because it's a garage show. So the garage door is going to open up at 7.30. Anyways, the show is like free, so I think we could tell people to come. Maybe we'll post on social and have people DM us for the address, uh, or they can email us at unstabletopics at gmail.com, and we'll give them the address kind of like an old school high school party. You know, it should be pretty fun. Uh, Excited to perform with you. And I think I'll just text you all of this, because who even checks voicemail anymore? Okay, bye. End of message. Your episode of Unstable Topics will be starting in... Three, two, one, fight. Hey, bestie. Hey, bestie. So, I don't know if you know this, but every morning my husband, Jamie Adams, who is a prince among princesses, uh, makes his breakfast. And it's usually like scrambled eggs and toast or something. Recently, my son has gotten really into the breakfast making process. And this morning, I walk into the kitchen and mind you, we have a gas stove. Um, And Walter is standing on his stool with the pan scrambling the eggs over the skillet. And I am like, what's happening? And Jake's like, it's fine. It's fine. He's, he's scrambling eggs. I go, but he's five and there's an open flame. So I walk over to him and I'm like, okay, Walter, tell me where you can't touch. <laughs> That's smart. That's smart. And then he goes, I can't touch the flame. I can't touch the pan. I go, great. What can you touch? He goes, I can touch the spatula. I'm like, fantastic. Now show me how you're going to get down off the stool. Because again, in front of you is the stove and oven. It's fire. And if I was yeah and fire and if i was a child i would like grab onto that and step down he goes oh i stepped down off the back i don't touch anything okay i feel better but then this whole process got me thinking are they gonna start cooking for themselves soon like when does that part happen that's a good question i do feel like i was probably six so close when i started making hot dogs 
for myself. On the know? stove? Yeah. Sidebar, how do you make stovetop hot dogs? Because I, I have a process. Here's what I didn't realize is that people boil them, which is so gross Ew. to me. It did you? Gross. Oh, okay, good. I'm glad you're not a boil person because I was like, what no. if I say this and Sarah's like, yeah, that's the way you do it. And then I have to end our friendship <laughs> over queso and hot dogs. Uh, <laughs> no, now, look, I'm not going to... I'm not going to say that I never had a boiled hot dog or my parents didn't fix me a boiled hot dog. But that's not the way you, you cook a hot dog on the stove. Right. You want, cause you want it to be cooked. Like, you know, boils like, uh, I don't know. I just don't trust. I'm pasta. Boilings for pasta and rice. But I make the hot dog, uh, you cut it little pieces, like cut it a little oh. bit so it doesn't explode. And you then cut it you, down the middle. You can. That's a good one. That's a good way to do it. I do like a slice down the middle hot dog, but I also just like little cuts, like diagonal dashes on each side, and then you cook, and then when it starts to like pop out, you know, it's real cooked. But I also do love like when you cook, when you cut it down the middle, and then it's like a little sandwich kind of, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I cook them on the stove, I cut them tip to tip, mm-hmm. open it up, mm-hmm. and then so you you kind of like sear it on both sides. Talking about this makes me think it kind of sounds like uh, serial killery, right? Like, I'm, like, I'm like, I like to do little diagonal dashes on that dog. And you're like, I cut them tip to tip, roast them hot on the pan. So going back to six-year-old Maggie, serial killing a hot dog. What did you, what did you do it on a stove like that? So did you have an open flame like Walter does? I think at the time we had an electrical, electric oven, like an electric stovetop. So we just, it, there was no open flame, but it did get really hot. But I do think, I think like five or six is, I mean, it's the time when they start to start to cook for themselves. Does he do his own cereal? We don't have cereal in our house. I don't know. I don't know how you survive without cereal. How do you, how do you not have cereal? Every morning we have eggs and toast or pancakes. Like yesterday we had pancakes for breakfast and sometimes we either make waffles or French toast. But what do you eat when you want milk but you don't want to drink a glass of milk? I don't like milk. Oh, and even if so – here's another <laughs> – here's another deeper thing. When I eat cereal, I eat it dry. I don't like milk in my cereal. What? Okay, wait. If you do have cereal, what do you have? If you had a cereal, what would you well, have? We guys, we guys step it back even further. If I do put milk in my cereal, I do not drink the milk that's left over. That's fair. I don't really either. Okay. Only if I'm like very, very thirsty. But usually, I do not. Gross. You don't like? Cere- Did you never have cereal? Oh no, we had cereal all the time growing up. And you've just decided as a grown-up that that's not a part of who you are? It became – so when we did like – years ago, when we started doing Whole30, like six, seven years ago, we had started doing eggs for breakfast, like scrambled eggs or whatever with avocado, and, and that just stuck. We just haven't gone back for like seven years, eight oh years now. Gosh. Now, I have bought cereal. So I have cereal in like a little container of the oatmeal squares. You know, the Quaker Oats oatmeal squares are like slightly sweetened mm-hmm. because my kids like to eat that as a snack. And I like to eat that as a snack. Yeah. But I do love like a classic Honey Nut Cheerios with milk. Yeah. Like if I was going – like I'm kind of craving that now. If I was going to go back and get it like as a snack, now I wouldn't buy a box. But you can get those little boxes. The little ones. Because I've bought – I have purchased Honey Nut Cheerios to give to Annie like as a finger snack food. And she'll eat them. She's fun. But she'd rather have something else. Yeah. 
We like to put, well, first of all, Arthur, my middle child, can tell the difference between generic brand Cheerios and real Cheerios. And he is a purist, will only eat name brand Cheerios. I have made that mistake too many times. But we like to do a fun activity where you put them on pipe cleaners and then um, put them on a bracelet. And then that's what you eat in the car. That's fun. How long before they take the pipe cleaners off and just start flinging everywhere? You know what? It's surprising because that's something that sounds very Austin child, uh, but they don't do that. They are pretty respectful of the pipe cleaner because it's their own work. You know, if I put the Cheerios on the pipe cleaner, then they would be all over the place. But they have worked hard putting the Cheerios on the pipe cleaner and therefore they respect it. Well, I guess that's a good enough transition to Maggie. Are you ready for your fact? I am. From 1953 to 1957. NBC's Today Show had a chimpanzee co-host named J. Fred Muggs. It is estimated this brought in the network around $100 million. Um, that's adorable. The last name Muggs really seals the deal And just so you me. know, it's not just M-U-G-S. It's M-U-G-G-S. Of course. Of course Muggs has two Gs. <laughs> Why don't we have fun anymore on television? You know, that's a that's you know? a great question, Maggie. I don't, you know, live TV, right? Is that what you're specifically talking about? Like Just anywhere. Imagine seeing a chimpanzee reading the news. We don't have that anymore. <laughs> and why not? Why, why don't we? Is it because of, I think you can do it and be humane about it. Oh, it's PETA. Yeah, or like it's probably in like you don't want to be like tortured, right? No, no, no. Yeah, a monkey's primal instinct isn't probably to do the news, right? Right, that's fair. But you know, this day and age, kids are working again. Child labor laws are out the window. I think maybe monkeys deserve the right to work. You know, (laughs) let's give who who are we to say what a passion is of a monkey? You know, who we're not. We're not a monkey. We don't know. So it's it's one of those things where, okay, let's make it a safe environment for the monkey. Let's respect its time. Let's, you know, maybe we go to the habitat as opposed to bringing the monkey in studio. Maybe we give him a little desk at the zoo where he could come up or she or they. And that's very progressive too. Yeah. Right. And they can just come up with like a new suit and and say the news. They don't even need to wear a suit, you know? Well, I, here's I think I a bow tie would be fine. I need to draw the line there. There's got to be some level of professionalism, you know? That's I don't, fair. That's fair. I don't want to watch a naked monkey. That's true. That would be, that'd be a, little, a little risque. You're a little scary for me. But I do think, I I think that's true what you said about like, who are we to say what a monkey's passion is? You know, I feel Mm -hmm. like we've really put monkeys in a box. We've been like, they don't want to be on the news. They don't Mm -hmm. want to drive boats. They don't want to go to outer space. And it's like, I don't know. Did you talk to that monkey? Did you talk Mm -hmm. to that chimpanzee? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, I will say this was 1953. 54, 55, 56, 57. This is a four-year thing. That's a pretty long run. That's a pretty long run. Like, who was the genius that came up with this idea, right? Mm-hmm. And what happened to make it stop? Did people get uninterested in this? In J. Fred Muggs? <sighs> Maybe J. You Fred know? Muggs retired. Maybe he was like, I've done all I can do. I've brought 
the country together. I've um, really, it's time for me to leave. I will say too, um, thinking about the idea, the person whose idea it was, I was just listening to This American Life and it was a rerun of Jerry Springer, Rest in Peace, and how he rose to fame. And as this, well, first of all, he was the mayor of Cincinnati. Did you know that? I did not know that. The mayor of Cincinnati, very promising political career, had a scandal, then ended up being on the nightly news, got a job to work in this like new, like national platform, the Jerry Springer show. The ratings were horrible. And so a producer, new producer came in and basically turned it into what we all know as the Jerry Springer show. But it was this producer's idea to just be like, absolutely not. We're cutting anything serious and we're just doing baby mama drama and the trashiest things you can find. Isn't that wow. crazy? That wild? is wild. And, you know, this is timely because one of our good friends, Julie Matthews, was an audience member on the Jerry Springer show. I know, which is so cool. She got to ask a question that I can't repeat because, one, it's so good. Like, it shut the place down. So I don't want to try and repeat it and do it disservice. Right. And it was kind of vulgar. <laughs> it was a little vulgar. It was very good. It was, it was very, very good. good for the Jerry Springer show. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not for polite company. Okay, Maggie, are you ready to react? I am. If you had to replace me with an animal to be your co-host on Unstable Topics, what animal would you pick? Wow. Uh, My first thought was hedgehog based on the Apple podcast review we got uh, because I have come around to believe that you are, in fact, the hedgehog. The the review said – says, if you want to look at it, that one of us is a hedgehog and one of us is a chipmunk. And at first I was like, I don't know. I kind of have a hedgehog face. Maybe I'm the hedgehog, but I think Sarah is actually the hedgehog. I am actually the chipmunk. And so because of that, I think that's what I would pick. The little graphic on Instagram too of the hedgehog and the chipmunk with the microphones. I was like, yeah, I mean, that's cute. It works. It fits. So I think I'd replace you with a chip uh, hedgehog. I'm the chipmunk. So that would be the easiest transition if if a, a hedgehog came in my place. Yeah, I think it would be um, it would for sure be the easiest and make the most sense. And the audience would like it'd be kind of like when you have to replace a character on a sitcom, and sometimes they replace it with someone who's too far off, right? Too different, and then it doesn't make any sense. This would be an easy transition. People wouldn't even really know. They just say, "Oh, Sarah got a haircut." Yeah, I'm here for that. What would you replace me with? First thing I thought was golden retriever. Loyal, adorable, friendly. Everyone loves a golden retriever. Great conversation. Trainable, you know. <laughs> and you know what else? Maggie's is one of the most popular names of golden retrievers. As to earth signs, Sarah and Maggie are always preparing. Which is why it's time to play Till Death Do Us Part. Aww, why? The game where they interview potential replacement besties in case the other one kicks the can. Sarah, this new potential bestie is hilarious and talented and hilariously talented. 
She's an actor, comedian, vocalist, and is currently serving as the artist in residence at Arts Mission Oak Cliff with her original performance piece, Miss B's Very Silly Playland Zirkus. She has performed all over the country and on screens big and small and co-hosts a podcast about all things sumo wrestling with her sister called Sumo Kaboom. She's also teaching a slew of musical improv classes across DFW this summer. It is my honor to introduce your new potential bestie, Leslie Collins. Hi. <laughs> it is an honor to meet you. I have shown your video to my son so many times of the toot toot, the fart rap. And yeah, I, the fart rap. Oh my gosh. It is Adam's household favorite. So I am meeting a celebrity. Oh, so nice that is you. so sweet. You know, there are more tunes like that uh, in this kooky old brain of mine. In fact, I have some friends and they have two little girls and um, this may be too much information, but one of them was having a hard time like pooping. And so uh, they were like just at their wits end about it. And so and they were telling me about it. And I was like, I think I can I think I can help. And so I sent uh, <laughs> I sent a song I made up about letting go and pooping and it's all going to be OK if you just let it go. And they were like, she pooped like a champion. And every time she's on the toilet, she sings the the just let it go kind of poop song. I can't remember how it goes, but I'll have to I'll have to send it to you if you ever find yourselves in the same uh, predicament. Hundred yes. percent. So. <laughs> you need to put that stuff online and sell it. I'm telling you, moms would buy it up left and right. I know. I spend a lot of time as a nanny uh, in Los Angeles and New York, so I'm kind of like I don't have kids of my own, but I definitely have like super nanny sort of abilities. But like not not strict but like you know i'm 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 good i've have good good watchful eye but there's definitely a quirky side to me that uh that might help but you know i've got a lot of tools in my tool belt as far as keeping kids uh, pooping <laughs> laughing and um making up <laughs> stories and having a good time i love it well we are excited to interview you as if for a nanny position but with even more serious <laughs> questions so we each have prepared okay. a couple <laughs> questions for you um, okay. <laughs> I'll go first. I have one just to warm things up because Sarah, you might replace me, Leslie, as her bestie. So, <laughs> so far uh, with the the poop, uh, poop <laughs> potty poop song, you're you're scoring pretty high, Leslie. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> okay, Leslie, I, yes. you know more about sumo wrestling than anyone I personally know. So <laughs> I feel like you would be able to answer this question. Would yes. you rather? compete in a sumo wrestling match wearing a matching loungewear set or perform mm. improv on stage wearing a sumo wrestling outfit? Oh, um, I'm a bit more modest than you would believe. So I would probably go with performing. Wait, now is the sumo outfit like the the big blow up ones or like me and the mawashi, the, the, the loincloth thing? Oh, I was thinking the Mawashi, but you could, okay. now that you've said it, do you could do the blow up one. I think that's fine too. Yeah. I mean, I would wear that. I would wear that. But like, if I, if it was between being like scantily clad and scantily clad, I think I would choose to be in an actual match wearing like loungewear or a teddy or something. Like I, I would do that. <laughs> do you feel like you could compete? Do you think you could do it since you watch so much of it? No, 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 no. <laughs> Not in a million years, <laughs> not in a million years. I would, 
entertain the idea just to be able to like hug on a on a sumo wrestler up close and personal maybe he would find me interesting if i was wearing a teddy or something i don't know it would take it easy on me <laughs> all right okay i'm tabulating and making my calculations all right leslie i have a question for you so we've already touched on this a little bit so as most people know you have made an incredible fart wrap it's a big hit in the adams household my question if given the choice would you rather have your toots smell stinky but not be heard or be loud and obnoxious but smell like perfume oh oh man i would <laughs> i would have to go oh man i used to do this when i was catering like if i uh if i had to fart really bad like silent and deadly I always enjoyed like passing hors d'oeuvres and then just like ripping one and then like leaving <laughs> <laughs> and leaving with my tray of hors d'oeuvres because from a distance, you can watch all of those people in like a business meeting, like try to keep conversation and then just be like, it's me over in the corner being like, remember when you were rude to me? It was me. to <laughs> <laughs> gas you out. Exactly. Because <laughs> yeah, they never think it they never think it's you. When you're wearing a lady tux, like you're in a uniform, you don't exist to people in the service industry. People like see service industry people as like just non-existent. Uh so I've already done that. So I think I would just be silent and then just everywhere I go, just just crop dust people left and right and just be like, I think it was them. <laughs> but I mean it is tempting. Like if you had perfumey smelling farts that might be nice people but being that you'd be the only one with perfume farts it might it might be a hard sell to people just be like that was me but it smells like perfume people are like, like no <laughs> i don't buy it they couldn't psychologically get over it because it'd be yeah so and it would just be like a conversation i'd always have to be having and then like mm -hmm. a silent one you could just peace out and just like let it exist and you don't have to be part of any explanation uh crop dusting stinky farts leads me to my next question uh okay and the final Perfect. question of this interview okay, okay. leslie collins mm -hmm. would you rather lose yes. your voice and only be able to communicate through space work and miming, or okay. <laughs> only be able to communicate through singing a la Disney princesses? Oh, um, easy, Disney princess, easy. Didn't even have to think about that one. Maybe it's because I have played a Disney princess in my life, so it would be very easy for me to just tap into that and just be like, this is all very normal. But yeah, I spent a lot Which of time- Which princess? were you uh snow white yeah. <gasps> yeah a little long in the tooth now to be playing snow white but for a good while there yeah i worked for disney twice but the second time um yeah i did this original snow white musical and i played one of four snow whites and i i thought it was snow white one or two but i was actually like snow white three or four like oh. i was like down the list but it's okay it ended up being the best track but yeah i was played at disneyland i did like six shows a day and uh i was in people magazine like as snow white with like pierce like pierce brosnan standing next to me with his child and like cindy crawford and all these people were taking a picture with me as you were snow number white. one snow white really uh, well to pierce brosnan and cindy crawford i was yeah the other snow whites had pictures with other celebrities but i was the one who was in people magazine 
It's out there. Wow. It's out okay. there. This is a lot to take in. I'm going to tally all your answers together. <laughs> Okay, and Leslie, it's official. If something were to happen to Maggie and my friendship, I would be honored and thrilled if you would join me and being my best friend. One hundred percent. Thank you. I and I support it. I support it honestly. Uh, Leslie, where can people find you on the internet? Oh, uh, people can find me at my little handle there, Less in Texas. I'm on Instagram and I'm on Twitter there, and then Facebook. You can find me at Leslie Collins. I have a page there, but also um, I have my show that I'm doing at Arts Mission, and that's May uh, 19th and 28th this this weekend, like in 48 or 72 hours. Um, but uh, yeah, it's called um, Miss B's Very Silly Playland Circus. So you can also look for that on Eventbrite. And uh, that's at Arts Mission. If I didn't mention that a million times, I probably did. Um, but yeah, you can follow me on socials because I usually post all my shows that I'm doing. And you can get all the links to Sumo Kaboom if you want to know about sumo uh, and Japanese culture. And uh, yeah, that should, uh, that should give you all the, the hot tips on where I am and what I'm doing. Perfect. And I can't wait for you to upload that poop song. We could all use a little letting go. <laughs> it's a festive connection. Thanks for playing along. Thank you so much for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love a review, subscribe, or for you to share this with a friend you think would like it. Or all three of those things. You can do all three and make our day and help us grow. If longer than three minute podcast is too much for you, you can always catch an abbreviated version of our show over on Jam by texting unstable topics to 552266. And you can catch more of our antics on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok under the username The Monthly Junk or at themonthlyjunk.com. Bye. Peace. Peace.